today we are going to look into the subject of the ethics of flirting and dating, meaning what sort of things are good or not so good when it comes to meeting women, your intentions, how you act, the decisions you have to make along the way, your treatment of women, and generally how you think about the whole subject. We'll do this by talking about some specific, real-world examples of issues you are likely to encounter as you navigate that world. I talk about some real issues here, including dating more than one woman at a time, and when is it ever okay to cheat. We'll dive in right after this quick word from our sponsor, me. I'll be right back. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the buy now button or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 41 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. Today we are going to look into the subject of the ethics of flirting and dating. In simple terms, I want to talk about the right and the wrong, the good and the bad of a series of major issues that come up often in relationships or at various stages of the dating process. First, let's clearly define what we mean by the term ethics. One definition of the term ethics I see out there is, quote, moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. Hmm. From Wikipedia, I see, quote, ethics or moral philosophy is a branch of philosophy that involves systematizing, defending, and recommending concepts of right and wrong behavior systematizing, defending, and recommending concepts of right and wrong behavior. That sounds exactly right. Let's run with that one. Now I want to take a look at several very practical real-world examples. Number one, she is too bossy or controlling. Now, her expressing her opinions or showing interest in you and what is going on between you is fine, right? She is entitled to have her opinion about things and about the relationship and about how things are going. But there is a line there between working with you and trying to control you or dominate you. 
Maybe you have seen this controlling behavior yourself or observed its effects on a family member or friend. It is very common. Now, please be careful. If she is a bossy or controlling person, she might not show that right away. People are often on their best behavior early on in the dating, you know, getting to meet you, getting to know you process, and then later they show you their true selves later on. So, from an ethics perspective, what is the right and wrong of this one? How do you think about it? Right is to try to talk about your concerns. Know what you want. Know what level of, like, that kind of behavior you can tolerate or be satisfied with and what levels you aren't, that aren't acceptable. Don't just let it go. The problem is likely to fester over time. Right behavior includes talking, not yelling and screaming and being hurtful toward her. Talk to her. Right behavior is if her personality and behavior are controlling or domineering in such a way that it is, that it is a problem for you, well, you need to not overlook that. If you continue on with her and she won't change or she gets worse because she learns that she doesn't need to respect you or your ideas or your judgment, that sounds like a recipe for misery long term. Big red flag. Wrong behavior includes doing nothing if her behavior bothers you. you inaction's not the way to, to go here. It's an awkward subject to bring up, but you need to do it. Remember, your happiness is vital, essential. She either needs to work with you and do better, or maybe she needs to be replaced. Using the techniques and mindset from the book, if she does need to be replaced, if you do need to move on, you will find someone better shortly, I assure you. Number two, the amount of sex you are receiving has been reduced, changed, or eliminated altogether. Now, people's needs regarding sex differ, so this is a strong candidate for a compatibility assessment item. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, that's something we go over in great detail in part one of the book. Uh, but basically, you know, some people want more sex, others less. It just depends. But the two of you need to be compatible and kind of agree on the amount and kind of sex and what makes you too happy. And you need to respect her. She is not your sex slave, and she is not subject to your will. You have to agree. However, if there were things that she was doing early on in the relationship, when you guys first got together, but she stopped doing along the way, that could be a problem. Or vice versa. Maybe the guy stops doing things she likes or enjoys in the bedroom that he was doing in the beginning, but he kind of stopped doing over time. A common one is blowjobs. If you are a guy that likes that and it goes away, you notice their absence. Or if the volume of sex you get per week or month drops off or all the way to zero and you want sex, you notice. You need to talk about that and come to some sort of agreement or arrangement with her. Or maybe something about her has changed where you aren't as physically attracted to her as you were in the beginning and your sexual interest in her has diminished over time. Is it hygiene? Is it grooming? Is it her physical appearance? If this is what you are facing, I did a whole episode on having awkward conversations with women way back in episode 12. Episode 12. That episode is called Awkward Conversations and you can find that podcast or check the video out on YouTube. So what is the right and wrong of this one here um, from an ethics perspective? 
simply, it's very complicated, but this could start from either side. If it is her, then you need to communicate. If it is you, then you guys need to communicate. If it is both of you, you guys need to communicate. Sex isn't everything, but both of your opinions and needs on the subject matter. Number three, is it okay to be dating more than one woman at a time? Yes. Yes, if you have not agreed to do otherwise with her. Your word is your word. Please don't tell her she is exclusive if she isn't. So what is the right and wrong of this one? Gentlemen are upfront and honest. There is no shame in that. But before then, before you become exclusive to anyone, if you have a desire to, date multiple women at any given time. That is a much more efficient use of your time. I don't recommend you stop looking at other women too early because of time. I'd hate to see you miss out on meeting a great girl because you're waiting for a first or second date with someone you really don't know and you have no idea if it's going to work out or not. Kind of work the problem in parallel in a sense. Number four, should you ever cheat on her? Hmm. Now, this is the one that might get me in trouble, so bear with me here. As you improve every day and people see that in you, you're going to get offers and opportunities. Some women might want to take your lady's place in your life. Now, cheating, the term cheating implies you are together with an exclusive to someone, right? So I suppose there could be a misunderstanding where one side or the other thinks you are both exclusive when you're really not. I guess that's a possibility. But let's say you are both exclusive and you both know it. Can you ever cheat? That's the point with number four here. Now, I am not someone who can judge anyone else, but there are a range of opinions out there on this one. At one extreme, there are those that think, quote, nothing helps a marriage more than cheating. And the person who said that, and I'll give you his name in a second, the person who said that meant that pertained to relationships by extension. That is a quote from a broadcaster named Dante Nero, and I heard that several years ago. I don't know, maybe 12, 15 years ago, something like that, 10, 15 years ago. What he meant was the guy will behave no matter what his lady says to him after he's cheated because he's guilty. So there's nothing she could say to make him angry or fly off the handle or anything like that. I'm not sure that is the healthiest way to think about the subject. I don't subscribe to that opinion either myself. At the other end of the spectrum are folks who feel infidelity and cheating are never okay, no matter what the situation is for either party or the relationship. Again, I can't judge anyone, and frankly, there are people listening to this podcast from many cultures and societies all over the world where social norms may differ from where you live. What I can share, and I think I've said this in an earlier podcast, but in my travels all over the world, most men, not all, most, will cheat if they believe there is absolutely no chance of them getting caught. I am not saying that is right or wrong, but have seen a surprisingly high percentage of men of all ages and social statuses cheat when they are in a different country, for example, with no chance of being seen. And my kind of sample size isn't just a handful of people. It's hundreds of people over years. And that's always something that's kind of stuck in my head. It's, I, I saw that behavior first when I was just in my late teens when I was in the military. But uh, that uh, life lesson kind of stuck with me. So what is the right and wrong of this one? Should you cheat on her or not? 
Uh, just, I just have a couple of points I want to make here. Uh, first of all, a wandering eye is okay on either side. It's okay for the man or the woman to look always, in my opinion. If for some reason you decide to see someone else but remain in a relationship, meaning you decide to cheat, and I'm not suggesting this if you have given your word that you are exclusive, but if you must, that cheating needs to be, quote, organic and honest. And that quote, again, came from uh, that the broadcaster Dante Nero I mentioned earlier, that cheating needs to be organic and honest. And what that means is, if you must do it, don't do it out of spite or as a planned act of revenge for something that happened in your relationship or something that's going on in your current relationship. Don't do it to punish her. Think about it. If that's what you do, something happens in the relationship, she's, you know what, I'm going to go like have sex with that lady I met over at the store over there or that um, or, or with my lady's friend. Think about it. If you do that, will you feel good about yourself after that? If you cheat out of spite? No, 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 you won't. But if you feel you need to cheat um, or have relations outside of your current relationship, do it because it feels like the right thing to do for your happiness, that you made a conscious, logical, rational decision to do that. And it's something that's aligned with what I say should be your, basically your number one priorities in life, like your own health and happiness and wellness. That's how I consider myself to be kind of open-minded on the subject. I'm not pegged up one way or the other. I don't think even, you know, that guys should just be able to go out and they should go and have sex willy-nilly out there no matter what. And I also don't think I'm, I'm no, um, prude, or Puritan about it either. I try to be open-minded about it. And one more point on, on the subject before I move on. You also need to think about sexually transmitted diseases and unwanted pregnancies. It is 2021 now, as I record this, and you cannot have the same carefree, unprotected sex out there with hundreds of different women like guys did back in the 1970s and 1980s. Things are different now. You need to be careful and mindful of your health. You don't want to go out there sleeping around and pick up some kind of dread disease and bring it home. The second thing is you need to be careful about getting another woman pregnant. I mean, that's a serious matter with the implications to her health and impact on her life. And there's a child to be considered there. There's the cost of all that, the impact on your current relationship or marriage. So there's a lot there to think about. Number five, she is pressuring you to move in together or get married. What she's doing is she's trying to force the relationship along. So what do you do? How should you think about that? Well, again, I need to bring up that compatibility assessment process from the book in part one of the book. You need to know what you want from a woman for you to be happy. Let me say that again. You, you need to know what you want or need from a woman for you to be happy in a relationship long term. And I think that needs to be thought through in a structured way. And we go through that whole process in detail in the book. So what is the right and wrong of this one? The right way to think about this, and this is vital, crucial, is she needs to meet enough of your compatibility assessment criteria for you to agree to take major steps with her like moving in together and like marriage. The wrong way to look at it is for you to just cave in and say yes because you don't want to lose her or you're lonely 
or you don't want to hurt her feelings, or you just don't want to say no. If you aren't sure about taking this step, don't do it. If you are not sure about taking this step with someone, do not do it. Don't agree to taking that next step. My whole point in writing this book was to help people avoid misery in their relationships. I want to help men, and by association women, by the millions, avoid these classic problems. If she is right for you, or feels that way, she feels right for you, per your compatibility assessment criteria, your thoughtfully done and complete compatibility assessment criteria, and she is consistently that way over time, her behavior demonstrates it, then consider it. Consider taking those major steps. If you have reservations or know for a fact there will be problems due to her behavior or just her personality or how she is, do yourself a favor and say no. If you lose her because you did that, because you held your ground, because you protected your happiness and your long-term well-being, accept the loss. Someone better will come along shortly. Number six, she is threatening to leave you or break up with you. This is a lot like the last one. I don't know about you, but I don't do well with threats. I don't do well with ultimatums. And I suggest you don't cave in either. If she doesn't meet your compatibility assessment criteria, like we talked about in the book and I mentioned multiple times in this episode, uh, or you just feel in your gut she isn't right for you, let her, let her go. Let her go. Don't tell her that in an argument or in some nasty or other hurtful way. Just be logical and methodical about it and let her go. You move on to someone better. You'll have plenty of options using the methods and approaches from the book. Please don't lose sight of the fact that your happiness and your well-being is number one in all of this in our process. You work hard every day to improve yourself and take care of yourself to support others in your life, to be that strong asset for all the others that you care about most in the world in your life. Your family, your partners, your wife, your girlfriend, your children, and your closest friends. But no one gets to force their way to that level in your life. No one. No one gets to force their way in. You are the one. You are the one that puts them in that coveted spot. Make sense? All right, that's all I have for this week. Let's get to work. Let's go.